Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots Space Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Kimbrel Crochet and Ninth Hitters and ask me questions if I was confusing. Unless you're listening to this one right away, right away, right away, this will be a whole bunch of review stuff that you already know about. But I'm going to toss it out there anyway because, well, sometimes I really like the contextual angle of having a podcast. Sometimes there's something that is overarching that I want to mention. Maybe I mentioned it before, maybe I haven't. But it applies today due to breaking news. The pot, the Chicago White Sox have traded Craig Kimbrell to the Dodgers for A.J. Pollock. Hadn't he been with the White Sox before and got hurt or something like that? I, I can't remember. I'm not going to look. But um, Pollock had a good season last year. Uh, is relatively well-paid, is relatively old. Craig Kimbrell did fantastically well for the Cubs, got traded to the White Sox for Cody Hoyer and Nick Madrigal. The Sox decided they would hang on to Kimbrell's contract and effectively hung on to his contract to keep A.J. Pollock, who they didn't have before. But that's effectively what they did. Uh, spent the money on Kimbrell, brought in A.J. Pollock. Was Pollock a wise usage of the Craig Kimbrell money? I don't know. That's for their fans to talk about. I want to talk more about Garrett Crochet. I want to talk about Garrett Crochet today. Because Garrett Crochet, unfortunately, is having Tommy John surgery. What that means is he's done for this season and will probably miss some of next season as well. He's going for a second opinion, which means he didn't like the first opinion, which was go for Tommy John surgery. So look for Crochet to probably be back, eh, I don't know, next July, next June, something like that. Um, it, this kind of begs, begs a question that I've been pushing a bit, and probably a lot of people think I'm pushing it a little bit too harshly, harshly. Players should be drafted based on what? Baseball players should be drafted based on what? In football and basketball, a lot of times it is, we're going to draft this guy because we have a specific positional need. And if we bring in this player, then he will be able to be our starter this season. NFL, NBA, that's a common mindset. Or possibly he won't be a starter this year but he will be a special teams player, and then next year he'll be a starter. That would probably be more for along the lines of really good teams who are well put together and don't need a rookie to start. That's usually what it ends up being. 
we kind of like to have another whatever it is. You know, we had we we ended up losing a free safety in free agency, and we plugged in somebody else, but we're really about a player short in the defensive backfield, so we'll draft this free safety because he comes highly ranked and et cetera, et cetera. In baseball, you don't do it that way. In baseball, you draft the best player. Who's the best guy on the board? Now, the way I phrase it is who is the most likely to reach a certain wins above percentage uh bear um, marker in their career. So, for instance, the Cubs are drafting seventh this cycle. Pick your own number. Pick your own number, 10, 12 wins above. Who is the player that is most likely, of the players that are likely to be on the board, to have a 10 or 12 wins above career over his first six-plus full seasons? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Draft him. Don't really care. Third baseman, catcher, right fielder, take him. Oh, but we already have this guy who's... You take the best guy. You take the best guy because in the minor leagues, really, nobody's going to block him. If a guy is that good, nobody's going to block him. Best example of that was when the Cubs drafted... Chris Bryant, number one, they sent him to Eugene, which was completely unfair. That was like the uh, 16-year-old playing in Little League ball. Now it's like, why is he here? Why is he here? He is, why is he here? And after, you know, about a week or so, Bryant got called up to, well, you would have thought he would have gotten called up to low A, Chris, um, who was it? Jamer Candelario. Jamer Candelario was trying to fit in at low A ball. And the Cubs say, you know what? Jamer Candelario is exactly where he belongs. We're going to move Chris Bryant to advanced A ball because I think he's going to be just fine at advanced A ball. He's kind of good. Cubs moved him up to advanced A ball and he hit the snot out of the ball there too. It really didn't matter. If you have a guy who's that good, He's not going to be blocked by somebody who, well, this guy's kind of okay. Cubs ought to go in and pick the player who is the best, the most likely to be a long-term contributor, all that kind of stuff, which kind of ties into why drafting a bat in the first round makes the most sense. If you draft a hitter, there are fewer surprises. If you draft a pitcher, there are more surprises. There are injuries, and there are, oh, I thought his breaking ball was going to be better. Oh, I thought his fastball was going to be better commanded. Oh, I thought he was going to have four pitches, not two. Whatever that is. Whatever it is, the hitter is generally less of a surprise than the pitcher. So generally, I'm in favor of drafting the hitter. Will that be the case this time? I'm completely good with Dylan Lesko. I'm completely good with Dylan Lesko, but there's a whole bunch of people that I wouldn't mind, and I'm really not even worrying about it a whole lot yet. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but what the White Sox did a couple years back was they selected Garrett Crochet in the first round, and I did not object to the pick. I did not object to the pick. 
I'm a Tennessee fan. I don't mind the White Sox. Garrett Crochet, good pitcher. I had no problem with that whatsoever. But as soon as they decided Garrett Crochet is a relief pitcher and not a starting pitcher, then I objected. Because you should not, 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 not draft a relief pitcher in the first round in the Major League draft. You should not, because what you're going to end up doing is getting a guy who ends up having a career like Garrett Crochet. What Crochet did, every pitch, throw as hard as you can, throw it like your hair's on fire, uh, you know, every pitch, as hard as you can, hard as you can, as hard as you can, no change-ups, no breaking balls in the dirt, no working on a third or a fourth pitch. When a pitcher is drafted in the first round, for instance, like Jordan Wicks, what the Cubs did was and slow play Jordan Wicks, even remotely. Some people say you should hurry a pitcher or slow play him or whatever you want. No, Jordan Wicks, the Cubs decided we're going to send him to A-ball, advanced A-ball, let him get in a couple of short starts. So he went up to advanced A-ball, got in a couple of short starts, and called it a season. Now this year, I'm not, we're not sure where Jordan Wicks is going to be assigned, but it will probably be either Advanced A South Bend or Double A Tennessee. And they will send him to that level. And okay, work on all four of your pitches. Fastball, slider, change up, curve. Got anything else new you want? You want to work on a splitter, on a slutter, or on, you know, whatever it is. Fosh, whatever. Palm ball. Go with whatever you're going to go with. We're good with it. You're a smart guy. You want to get better. Do the pitches that you're going to do. Work on all of them. So let's say he starts at A-ball, advanced A-ball, South Bend. Works up his pitch count, gets his pitch count up to 75-80. Then we're talking, what, I don't know, early June? 80 pitches. Hey, how's your numbers looking? Hey, you're actually looking pretty good. Let's move you up to double-A. Then you move him to double-A. Now, if he's doing to go to double-A at some point, you move him to triple-A. That's how you advance a starting pitcher. You don't get into a bloody rush about, we have to get this guy to the major leagues. It's absolutely, no, it's not essential. The goal with a pitcher should be develop him completely. Had the White Sox, which they did not, had the White Sox decided, you know what? We want Garrett Crochet to be a starter. There's two different ways you can do it. One is we're going to send him to the major leagues because he's going to be able to help us down the uh, pennant rush, down the pennant stretch, into the playoffs, send him in, in the bullpen, in the playoffs, and go with it that way. That's totally fine. I get that. I probably wouldn't have done it, but I get it. Then, in April, you send him to Advanced A-Ball. Send him to Advanced A-Ball. Garrett Crochet, you are going to be a starter. We're going to work you on doing all four of your pitches. Take your damn time. There's no rush. 
There's no hurry. There's no nothing. So, then, Crochet starts working on his slider, on his changeup, on his curveball, whatever it is. And then, when he gets to double A, if he's doing well there, you promote him to triple A. If he's doing well in triple A, then you promote him in the major leagues. And guess what? The White Sox have a long-term cost-controlled starter. But no, they kept him in the bullpen, 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 and snap, there goes something. Now he's out for a year. By the time he gets back, he's basically going to be looking at, he's in arbitration, and all his cheap years are gone, and he's still basically just a relief pitcher. And that's not a good utilization for a first-round pick. When, you want a, when you're thinking about a first-round pick, I want a guy who's going to go out and be a starter either every day in the field or in the rotation. If you have a guy who you kind of have a... Your, your front office kind of has the hots for... And let, let's just uh, say his name is Ben Joyce. Also from Tennessee, this week, he tossed a ball 104.1 miles an hour off the mound in a game. 104 and a third. That's harder than any pitch was in the major leagues last year. When do you take Ben Joyce? When do you take Ben Joyce in the draft? Some people say, oh, 104.1. Take him in the first round. Oh, I hope somebody does, and I hope it's not the Cubs, because that's absurd. What you're trying to do in the first round is who is the best player on the board? Then in the second round, there's two ways of looking at. One is who's the best player on the board, and the other is who is the best player on the board considering what we invested in and how much we invested in the first round. Then the third round, the fourth round, the fifth round, your goal is to get the best basket of talent possible some point around the third round or the fourth round if a team decides you know what i want to go out and get a relief pitch well that's all fine that is wonderful that's okie dokie but you don't draft a relief pitcher in the first round the first round is where you're most likely going to get that guy who's going to be a teen wins above type player you know what I'm talking about. The guy who, hey, he, he's going to be a starter. Five, six, seven, eight, twelve, fourteen years. He's the guy. You can't get that guy in the seventh round because he's already been drafted. You can go out and get a relief pitcher in the seventh round, but you can't go out and get a guy who everybody was thinking, well, this guy ought to be top six in the whole draft. You're not going to get that guy in the seventh round. You can get a relief pitcher in the seventh round, but you can't get a guy who, eh, yeah, he's going to go top ten in the seventh round. Garrett Crochet was mishandled by the White Sox. The White Sox are prone to mishandling pitchers. They also mishandled Carson Fulmer. That's a completely different nightmare that I've talked about before. But with 
Craig Kimbrell and Garrett Crochet having been most of the podcasts. I do want to talk about who's hitting ninth today in the um, split squads that start in 45 minutes at 3 o'clock. Ed Howard is batting ninth, playing shortstop in one game. James Triantos is the designated hitter, batting ninth in the other. I don't give a rip which game you're paying attention to. Games that have players who are developing in spring training are the ones that I'm interested in. And guess what? I'm interested in those games. Sadly, though, for me, college games start soon for the day. I, I liked when there were noon college games. Eastern East Carolina used to have noon college games. This is fantastic. Noon, 1 o'clock. Have a game of theirs. Then when that game gets over, oh, okay, well, which game's the other one they want to look to now? But now, the noon games, there aren't any. And it kind of sucks. Enjoy the games today. Enjoy the games today, and um, you can argue that Kimbrell and Crochet are off-topic, but I don't think Craig Kimbrell is ever necessarily off-topic, and I think that accurately assessing draft selections is also on-topic as well. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great weekend. Enjoy whatever game you're listening to. And I'll talk to you soon.